0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Another Chance for Youth. My name is Doug. I'll be your host tonight. And today we're going to be talking about writing tips, whether you're a high school student, college student, uh, or even a parent listening to the podcast. Everybody could use some tips on writing and how to write correctly. So tonight we're going to be talking about writing tips.
1: Hello, and welcome to the podcast for Another Chance for Youth. We are the global connecting place for all things in relation to youth all across the globe. As Franklin Roosevelt says, we cannot always build a future for our youth, but we can build our youth for the future. Get Connected.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Another Chance for Youth. As I mentioned, my name is Doug, and uh, I'm going to be your host tonight. On the phone uh, with me tonight, we have Alexis. How are you doing this evening?
2: I'm fantastic. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you. So, Alexis, I have to ask, tonight we're, we're going to be talking about writing, and I have to ask you a couple questions off the top here. You know, when you were in uh, middle school, high school, junior high, college, were you a big fan of writing? Did you like to write?
2: I actually have no problem writing. It's my editing skills that suck.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and I have to agree. Well, my editing and writing skills, I would say, uh, you know, have not always been the greatest. And I, I would say that when I was younger, The younger that I was, the more that I I did enjoy, I did not enjoy writing. And it wasn't until I got out of college and wrote a couple books that I actually enjoyed writing more than I did when I was growing up. But it's like anything else, writing is a habit. Uh, Whether you want to get in shape uh, or accomplish something, the more you do something, the better off you're going to uh, be at it. And so that's one of the things that I want, we want to talk about tonight is writing. Whether you're writing an essay for a class or writing a term paper or just writing uh, for yourself, it's a habit that you have to get into, and the more you do it, the better you're going to be, and the more efficient you're going to be in terms of writing, um, in terms of that. So tonight, like I said, we're going to be talking about some, uh, some writing tips that uh, you can use, whether you're in junior high, high school, college, or if you're an adult, listen to the podcast, we welcome you um, in terms of that. So let's just go ahead and jump right in. And the first thing, uh, when it comes to writing, is making sure that you have something to say. So I don't know about you, Alexis, but how many times have you started to write something and you really didn't even know what you wanted to say, if you wanted to say anything at all? Have you, have you ever had that problem?
2: No, not necessarily because, like I said, I'm a writer. I pretty much can write Mm -hmm. anything off the top of my head. I do not do drafts. That is the most annoying thing that I ever had to do, which is to write a draft. I would say that it is useful, and depending what grade, depending on your professor, they might ask for a draft. Me, personally, I told you, I procrastinate. So when it comes to my writing skills, I write better under pressure because when I have way too much time to write an assignment, I tend to, how do I put this nicely, doubt myself. So when I write under pressure, I know I have to get it done. So I just go ahead and type, do the research, put the research in, write around the research, edit it out, and I usually get A's or B pluses on my papers, depending.
0: No good. Good for you. Now, I'm not that lucky. Um, I don't have that gift, per se, so I have to write, rewrite, write again, sometimes four or five times before I get it right. Uh, and I'm more uh, somebody that has to have that rough draft in, in terms of that, and, and that's good, you know, because there shouldn't be any set rule. But for most of us, i want to say, we probably do have to write the rough draft and rewrite it and, and rework it in terms of that but if you have that gift like alexis you know great for you and and that's something that um, i wish i had which which um, i know i don't so you know tip number 1 is make sure you have something to say and Sometimes that's very hard. Sometimes somebody could give you an assignment. Uh, A lot of times in school what happens is somebody says, all right, I want you to write about X, whatever that might be. And so sometimes that's easy to have something to say. Other times you might not have that lecture. You might need to write something, but you're not 100% sure what to write. So I think that's probably something that all of us can take into consideration is make sure we have something to say. And this makes writing a little easier. I think it makes it a little faster in the process. Uh, when you have nothing to say, what happens? You're forced to do something. So sometimes you might need to brainstorm. I know a lot of times, whether it's in college or or high school or even middle school, they talk about brainstorming to help you kind of get some things together. And what is brainstorming? It's just writing down thoughts. It could be a word. It could be a phrase. It could be an idea, it could be a sentence, and it's hopefully going to help you get those creative juices flowing in order to have additional ideas. And sometimes just having a thought or a statement down can help generate additional thoughts in the process. So don't be afraid to brainstorm. Try to get your thoughts together uh, so you know what you want to say. Matter of fact, I was helping um, My oldest son, uh, he's a freshman in high school, and one of the first things that we were uh, talking about when we were writing, I said, well, what do you want to say? He goes, I don't know. I said, well, Bud, it's hard for me to help you if you don't know what you want to say. And it was basically, it was a book, and the teacher had said, we want you to write an alternative ending to the book. And so one of the things I I said, I, I asked him is, What do you want to say? How do you want this book to end or the story to end? And he threw out a couple ideas, and I just kept talking to him about ideas. And I said, well, what about this twist or how about this? And the longer we talked, the the easier it became for him uh, to be able to write it out. So, you know, make sure you have something to say, and that will make the writing a lot easier and a lot faster in the process. Number two, or the second thing that I think you need to do is be specific. Why do we need to be specific in the process? Because it's more interesting if we can get right down to the details, and that will help uh, you see different aspects of the story. So try to be as specific as you can. Nothing is uh, more disturbing when you're writing, uh, reading something that somebody's written and what happens it's vague or it's missing pieces of the puzzle. So think about it when you're reading a novel um, and they're trying to describe the character. What happens, you try to get a a mental picture of that individual, or maybe it's a crime scene if we're talking about crime, in your mind. And I don't know about you, Alexis, but for me, that kind of helps the story move along. If I look at it as a... Motion picture, if I can say it that way in my mind, it kind of helps the the reading go along. Now, if I'm reading a newspaper article, that's probably something a little bit different uh, compared to maybe a magazine article. But if I'm reading a novel, isn't that what we we want is somebody to be specific to be able to describe items to me uh, in the process? Um, Number three, two simple words. Now, what do you think – why do you think we would want to talk about having simple words when we're talking about writing a story or when we're writing? Do you have any ideas, Alexis? No, I do not. So why don't you
2: enlighten
0: us? <laughs> I think I will. Well, when it comes to choosing simpler words, I mean, because, let's face it. Most individuals, do they have a very large vocabulary? Probably not, right? Uh, and so the simpler the word. so if we use longer words, it usually means what? That the reader has a hard time understanding uh, the word, or they may not know the meaning or the content or the context that you're putting something in a story. I'll tell you somebody that I think does a, a pretty wonderful job when it comes to writing with kind of bigger words and, and, uh, that, uh, that, that forces you to maybe sometimes have a dictionary. Stephen King, I think he's uh, pretty good at that, um, having words in there that uh, are a little bit more advanced when it comes um, to the reader. But to keep it simple, I think is uh, a key phrase that we want to take into consideration is making sure that we choose simple words because typically that's how we talk, right? And typically you want to write the way you talk in terms of that. So trying to keep things simple. Uh, The fourth area we want to talk about is write short sentences, okay? You should keep sentences short for the same reason you keep paragraphs short and that they're easier to read and it's easier to understand for your readers, okay? So short can sometimes be better, making sure that the uh, um, not only the uh, – the sentences are short, but also your paragraphs. And each sentence should have one simple thought. More than that creates what? Confusion. Uh, it can also uh, create uh, complexity in the process, in which, like I said, invites uh, confusion as well. So making sure that we have short sentences, uh, like I said, helps the, the reader understand um, the process, so just making uh we understand what we're going to, so I think we're up for our first break, so when we come back, we'll continue talking about some other aspects of writing.
1: Ah, oh, man, every time I think about the children in the world, today, I begin to smile because I know we all have said it. We were all children once, and we all want to be grown. And when you become grown, you want to become a kid again. Man, I'm telling you, our kids have the best opportunity in life as long as we do what we're supposed to do. This is Twanda with Another Chance for Youth. I want to share with everyone that listens that we are super excited about Another Chance for Youth, what we're doing, and so much that the future holds. If you have no idea who we are, please purchase our book. We'll be available everywhere. You can purchase books and on our website called Why Another Chance for Youth. Also, we have several campaigns that we're working on, and one is on bullying, you could also get our workbook on bullying from our website as well. We are so super excited about everything that's going on in the world and for the children. Please connect with us, support the movement, join the campaign, and remember what we do today can help the youth tomorrow.
0: All right. Coming back from the break here. Like I said, you know, prior of the break, we were talking about some things of, uh, have some writing tips, making sure we have something to say, be specific, choose simple words, write short sentences. Uh, Tip number five I would like to add is saying making sure that we use an active voice. What do I mean by having an active voice? So in the English language, readers prefer the SVO approach, and that stands for subject, verb, object. So this would be some examples of an active voice. For example, we might say passive sentences bore people, okay? But if we um, add the SOV to the process, we would have the, the example saying people are, bore, are bored by passive sentences. So making sure that we just have that active voice, and, and I'm not here to bore you with an English lecture. That's not the point of this podcast. These are just some very quick, simple examples that we can give you to help you in your writing as you're writing your assignments, essay, term paper, etc. cetera. Number six, we've already kind of talked about this a little bit a few minutes ago, but making sure that we keep our paragraphs short. We want to look at any newspaper or uh, some articles that's in a magazine. What do we notice? Well, they're short paragraphs. And so a lot of things can be done. A lot of things can be said, even if the paragraphs are short. We can still get a point across. We can still reach people uh, in terms of that. So that's done to make reading, reading easier, okay? And we talked about this a few minutes ago before the break, because our brains take in information better when it's broken down into smaller bites, okay? So the simpler we can make it, keeping things short, the better our brain can digest that. So think of about eating a sandwich. Take small bites. The body can digest it. Same thing with the brain. Read something very short and precise. The brain's going to be able to digest it a little bit better in the process. Um, we also want to uh, keep uh, paragraphs. We want to make sure we're developing just one idea. Often includes many sentences. So you just can't explain one idea in one sentence. Sometimes you can, but a lot of times, in order to get your point across, it may take two or three sentences in order to develop that thought. So keep your paragraph short. A lot of times, uh, you know, depending on who you talk to, most paragraphs, uh, I know when I was in school, high school and and junior high, our teacher said, had to be at least five sentences in order to be considered a paragraph. So making sure we keep those short. And the sentences needed to be more than just a couple, three or four words uh, in, in terms of that. At least that's what it was when I was in school and in terms of that. Uh, the next thing we want to do is make sure that we eliminate fluff words, okay?
2: May
0: I say something? Yeah, jump in, please do.
2: Okay. I was a little quiet so I can listen to Doug's writing tips. I do appreciate those writing tips. However, I will caution you. Um, A paragraph consists of five sentences. Basically, uh, the first sentence is what is normally called the introduction sentence, and it's what pulls the reader into the paragraph. The next three are the body, and then the last is the conclusion. So a lot of people, they like to write their papers backwards, or some people write their papers forwards. Depending on your writing style, some people know how they want their paper to end, so it's harder, it's easier for them to write from the beginning. Some people don't know how their paper is going to end or whatever, and they do quite the opposite. Either way, it's fine. However, the reason why I want caution you is depending on your writing assignment, it's usually a topic that is assigned to you. That first paragraph is a very important paragraph only because it's going to pull your audience into reading your essay, your paper, whatever it is that the topic is. So do not do not shorten that Paragraph. because not every teacher that you write is going to be an English teacher. If you are writing an English paper, make sure there are no grammatic errors and or spelling errors, right. because an English teacher would notice that. For other teachers, I would recommend use a dictionary, but they might not pull apart points for a run-on sentence here or a run-on sentence there. My recommendation is every writing assignment always has a rubric, regardless if you're in junior high, regardless if you're high school, regardless if you are a college student. They will give you a rubric, where on that rubric, it will tell you how to get an A, how to get a B, C, D, and F. And in every category, it will tell you specifically specifically what it is your teacher is expecting of you to write. So for those of you who do not have my writing skills where you work well under pressure, do not wait until the last minute to write your paper because I can guarantee you this. If you do not put the effort into a paper, if you do not do enough research, your teacher will know. No matter how well you BS your writing skills, if it is not a well-researched paper, I can guarantee you it will be a C paper. I have had classmates who do not do enough research. My advice to you, if you do enough research, if you research it well, if you do enough thorough research, 75% of your paper is done. Because by the time you include the research in, by the time you include the citations, by the time you polish off your paper, a good paper, I would not say 75% research. Because 75% research, even if you give credit, is still considered plagiarism because your opinion is nowhere to be seen. But... If you are one of those people who research well, even if you do not directly quote somebody, even if you don't paraphrase, you will start to have a clear picture of how to do your writing assignment. It's true, which is why I say I procrastinate. I don't wait until the last minute to do my research, but I do procrastinate where I have to get the paper done.
0: No, I think those are excellent points that uh, you're bringing up and, and, and talking about. And, you know, I, th- I think Alexis is point on, uh, spot on, I should say, when she's talking about, you know, we, some of the things that I'm talking about um, is not going to fit in an English class. It's not going to fit in a term paper or, or perhaps even an essay. Uh, so these are just overall general uh, topics. So don't take these to heart for every single assignment that you might have. I'm just talking about in general where maybe you're you're to write a paragraph or two uh, for your teacher, or maybe it's even for yourself uh, in terms of that. So let's keep things in perspective, right? Um, well,
2: the next is, thing,
0: well go
2: ahead. in my experience, regarding whether you're writing a research paper, whether you're just writing a couple paragraphs, whether you're just writing a summary and such or whatnot. It's just not a wise idea. It's a bullshit. Because the teacher who assigned you that assignment knows the book, knows the assignment, knows the topic, right? So if you bullshit it, they're going to notice. Because, for example, if you were a junior high student and you had to write a report on George Washington, if you did not do your Mm -hmm. research, don't you think your teacher will notice? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I hope they do. It's the same thing with me. I am in college. When I had to write a nursing term paper, I chose to write my nursing term paper on type two diabetes. My professor is a nursing a nursing um, practitioner, and she specializes in diabetes education. So you, so I knew that, and I chose the topic anyway. So do you think that if I did not do my research well, if I did not know what I was talking about, don't you think I would have failed that paper?
0: Well, so you think I do so, not yeah. suggest
2: that you bullshit. See, like, here's the thing. I will be 100% honest, okay, for our listeners who are on the younger side. Like, these writing tips mm-hmm. are going to help you, and it's only best for you to start writing. It's only best for you to get better and better because guess what? By the time you get to college, I can guarantee you every single class that you ever take, the exception of gym class, you're going to write a paper. It might not be a research paper. It might not be a term paper, but you're going to write a paper. So for those of you who are thinking, oh, I'm really good at BSing my way. Oh, I don't really have to do my research. Oh, it's only a five paragraph paper. I can just Play around with this. Trust me, by the time you get to college, you're going to wish you had all those writing skills. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And the only, only way you're going to get better is, that, is to keep writing in terms of that. So I think we need to uh, take another break, if I'm not mistaken. And when we come back from our uh, break here, we'll kind of finish up with a few more um, topics that I have and some ideas regarding writing tips. See you after the break.
2: Hi. This is Alexis with some youth buzz news. Emery Poland isn't old enough to vote, but that isn't going to stop her from being a positive factor come election time. Poland, a 17-year-old senior at Julia Reynolds Masterman High School in Center City, has taken a national initiative to the local level. It's called the Poll Hero Project, and it aims to recruit students to work the polls on election day. Like Poland, you don't have to be 18 to make a difference. I feel very happy and satisfied with the work that I'm doing, said Poland, who lives in the Boston section of Northeast Philadelphia. This is a way that I can make my voice heard since I am only 17 and not able to vote. Everyone's voice needs to be heard, and this is my way of making sure people can express themselves and make the election a success. It's something we can do to protect our democracy and make the world a better place. Way to go, Emily. And for all the youth listening, volunteer if you can on Election Day. Back to the show.
0: All right. All right. Coming back from the break. So, you know, prior to the break, we were talking about not to BS. Uh, I, I'm going to phrase it as not to ramble in the process. So rambling is the, a big problem, for I, I would say, for a lot of writers. I think that's what exactly what Alex, Alexis was getting to. In her topics, in her talks, was don't ramble. People don't want to do; they don't want to read that. And and we know that that's a problem for a lot of people. Uh, Not as big as some other problems um, that are out there, but uh, when it comes to writing, you want to get right to the point and not to ramble. Because a lot of times, if you're just rambling and you're not saying something, you're not keeping people's attention. What are they going to do? They're going to stop reading. They're going to stop paying attention to whatever it is that you're trying to say. So try to put things in perspective. Try not to, to ramble in that. So I think we've kind of hit that enough that we'll move on. Another uh, tip is don't be redundant or repeat yourself. Um, also, try uh, to keep writing the same – don't try to keep writing the same thing over and over again and try to find other ways to, to do it. Because a lot of times I think students – will try to get a word count, and basically what they're trying to do is repeat themselves or trying to rewrite something in a different way and on a different topic, and that's really not going to get you too far either. So try not to be redundant. Try not to repeat yourself. So in other words, say something uh, once rather than trying to keep saying it over and over again, because when you repeat yourself or you keep writing the same thing over and over again, what happens? People stop reading. People want to go to can sleep. Say, they want to do something else. Go ahead. Can I think? say
2: something about count?
0: Yeah. Okay. Go ahead.
2: I will give you an excellent tip on work count. Okay? For those of you who know for a fact that you have a specific work count, like for mm-hmm. me, When I have to do a particular assignment for my classes, it's always minimum 300 words, not including references, okay? Right. A lot of times, depending on the topic, you can get away with a well-placed quote, okay? For example, one of my topics was... If I remember correctly for a psychology class, something having to do with people, personalities, and how you differentiate between a friend, a foe, me, whatever. I don't remember the topic exactly. But I knew right. that discussion board needed 300 words minimum. What can you right. write in 300 words without, like Doug, saying repeating yourself, being redundant, or just rambling, right? Nobody wants you to ramble mm-hmm. on and on because it makes the discussion very hard to read and very hard to respond to. So you know what I did? I inserted a quote by the character of Medea by Te- uh, Ty- Terry P- Tyler Perry, and I gave uh-huh. credit where credit was due. But that specific quote that I pulled got me over the three hundred. Minimum word count, plus it was a really good quote. It was clear, concise writing. The quote was well-placed. That my teacher was like, great quote, great creative writing. So for those of you who are writing um, an opinion piece or whatever the assignment, if you can find a fitting quote and give credit where credit is due because you don't want to plagiarize, you have credit where credit is right. due. You can get away with a well-placed quote or two to maximize that word count.
0: No, I think you're spot on. And uh, a good quote, I'm i a sucker for a good quote, so I, I, I'm all for what you said there uh, in terms of that. And the other thing is you should be writing not for the word count but for good material. Um, but sometimes if – Teachers don't give you a work count They know that you're not You're only going to do the bare minimum And so sometimes they're trying to pull that out of you uh, In terms of that So food for thought there Uh, Number 10 and number 11 Alexis might disagree here a little bit and, And that's fine That's why we do this podcast But number 10 is don't overwrite You know When you get to the point where you think you've said What you need to say Stop don't overwrite. Don't keep going uh, because there has been some great uh, articles or some great papers that I've read, and then somebody's actually kind of talked me out of it because they kept writing. Sometimes you just got to know when to um, when to stop in that process. So don't overwrite. Uh, and then finally, uh, edit ruthlessly. Uh, I know something that Alexa said at the beginning of the show is she's not a big fan of editing. Uh, Now for me, I have to. And one of the best advices I can give you is don't edit yourself. Try to have somebody else edit because what happens is when you're reading that process, you know in your mind how you want it to read. And so your mind is already fixing the mistakes That it's reading. Now, every once in a while, you'll catch something that uh, is glaring and and, and, uh, uh, sticks out at you. It could be that uh, there's a misspelled word, or when you read it out loud, there might be a run on sentence or a sentence that doesn't make uh, sense. That's great, but really, what you need to do is have somebody else kind of read it as well. Read it out loud yourself, you'll be able to find a lot of mistakes, but also give it to a friend, somebody that you trust, and let them edit it, because they will catch the mistakes that you are fixing in your mind when you're reading, whether it's out loud or to yourself. So just edit, 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 rewrite when you need to, and I think you'll be... uh, a much better place and have a much better paper or paragraph or article, whatever that you happen to be writing in terms of that. Alexis, do you have anything you'd like to add or, or share on that?
2: Um, since we only have a couple of minutes left, let me mm-hmm. just name a couple of things. and We can always revisit this topic should our listeners want us to go into more in-depth. Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: Three
2: things. Okay, one, uh? Purdue OWL, right? for those of you who are writing a research paper or anything where you're researching in a book and you need to give credit where credit is due, Purdue OWL is your best friend. It will teach you how to yeah. cite something, it will teach you how to put it in references because plagiarism will make you fail a paper. I am just putting it out there. Every teacher will flunk you. It It is clear you are plagiarizing, especially in college. For those of you who are a freshman in college and this is the year that you're going to be required to cite everything you write, do not plagiarize because I will guarantee you it is up to your teacher whether they report you to your institution or not. Plagiarism is ground to be kicked out. So it is up to your teacher. Your teacher either can fail you or your teacher can put you up in front of an institution and they will kick you out for plagiarism. It's in your honor code. Two, Grammarly is a free program that you can download. It will fix your spelling and it will fix the basic grammar mistakes. It is free. There is a paid version, but you can use it for free. And make sure it's attached to any document writing that you do, and it will automatically fix your grammatical errors. That's how my writing skills got slightly better. And third, in reference to Doug saying don't edit your own paper, it is true not to edit your own paper. It's best to ask somebody else. However, in all honesty, not everybody has somebody in their life who is good at editing. So this is what my English teacher told me. When you're writing your paper, always walk away. And if you have time, you can edit it the next day. But give your brain at least an hour, two, three hours. Okay, away from your writing, and then when you come back, it will be a fresh set of eyes, and you'll catch your mistakes a lot more than you do if you're writing and then you're editing at the same time.
0: No, that's excellent advice, and uh, I, yes, yeah, sometimes walking away can be your best friend in the process. So. All right. Well, I would like to thank you, everybody, for listening to uh, another edition of Another Chance for Youth. And, Alexis, thank you for joining us tonight as we talk about some writing tips. And we'd love to hear from you. So if there's some, if this is a topic you'd like to hear us talk a little bit more about, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. And until we meet again, stay safe, everyone.
1: Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We really hope that you enjoy the time with us and our great topic. If you have a great topic or something you really want to hear about, please contact us on our website at ac4y.org. Once again, that is ac4y.org. Until the next time, remember, in youth we learn... In age, we understand.